I was supposed to tell this story about how Kane had this girlfriend that he killed in a car crash. And it was just insane. And it ends up, I'm at a funeral home with a dummy in a coffin. Oh, my God. With Kane's mask on, pretending I'm Kane. I'm on top of the coffin having mock sex with this man. Oh, my God. No. And, oh, Jesus and, Christ. Oh, yeah. And, and Vince is yelling at me. God damn it, do it harder, make more noise and stuff. It's gotta be over the top. I really did. I screwed your brains out. Didn't you used to be Nia Jax? Who's that? Didn't you used to be Nia Jax? <laughs> Whatever happened to her? Oh no. Did she get injured or is she just taking time off? I, 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 I remember seeing that she was not going to be around for a little bit for well, whatever she, reason. She just quit as White House press secretary. So That's right. Yeah. I forgot. I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw that. Or, <clears throat> did you think they threw her a big party or anything? They, they, no, they were. Uh, they were the, the real story was that the journalists were going to plan some kind of thing where they were going to get together for drinks. To yeah. Send, and I don't. And nobody could really figure out why. When you say journalists, does that mean all the Fox reporters? No, like legitimate people that you like would actually ask her really? a question. Yeah, they really all they they were going to get together and have, and they didn't say where or anything like that. But and I'm not sure I knew that. How about that? TGI Friday sounds good because they have those mudslides and shit like that. That would oh, be man. perfect. That's Something for everybody. Good God. Um, what were your initial uh, ideas and thoughts about um, of what you saw on Stomping Grounds? Uh, honestly, better than I thought it would be. Yeah. But I, I, honestly, the, the, the problems that I think you and I both have, with, and most everybody has right now with WWE, isn't the wrestling part. It's the the whole storyline and some of the some of the promos and just the making us feel like idiots kind of shit and, and exactly you know like, and, i feel and, like uh, an idiot for paying 10 bucks a month for this shit within the <laughs> network well uh, yeah i understand and but i think tonight wasn't bad i mean it was okay for what it was for sure i i, I don't know I don't know what I expected out of it. I knew there was a couple things that, that they could throw at us, like the Bray Wyatt thing. They could, you know, the, you know, remember what I was talking about, the uh, look what you could have seen if you tuned in because I don't, I don't think they foresaw a lot of people watching it for obvious reasons, I guess. But uh, but did you see the SmackDown numbers this past no, week? I didn't see them. Were they, oh, were they also dude. in the shitter as well? Oh, yeah. dude, it was horrible. Horrible. Yeah. I mean, it's to the point now, honestly, Fox has got to be going – Okay, yeah, boys, fun. it's uh, coming up on July here, and look at these. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, I thought the paper. I thought everything worked really well tonight. It was kind of odd how well, how badly the build up to this was, and how well the actual pay per view was. I thought the matches, for the most part, were uh, pretty good. The tag matches, especially, were very good. Oh I man, th- heavy also- machinery, man! I thought they showed. Some stuff, and I think I don't know if it was just that particular crowd, but they, they seem pretty hot for them. I mean, does, despite Brian being in the match, I thought I thought that they were. I thought that whole thing was really good. I thought, I'll, you know, as one of the great, as you know, as my reputation as one of the great Roman Reigns haters of in the world. Oh yes, I thought that was easily one of his top five singles matches he's had. Oh yeah, yeah, that was great. I mean, it was. I thought it was great. He, uh, but McIntyre. 
I, I don't know. I think they just match up so well, you know. It, I think McIntyre uh, is deserve is deserves a lot of credit for making that match really good. I mean, oh I, yeah. Again, that's kind of like real shade. Like, oh gee, Brett, you give uh, you say that Roman Reigns has a good match, but it was McIntyre's uh, the reason. I think McIntyre was the reason. I think he I think his style or whatever matches up very well with Roman. Roman did a great job, but I I just feel like Drew McIntyre deserves a lot of credit for why that match worked, and I'll give credit where it's due. I thought I thought Roman had a really good match. I thought. It's very difficult for me even to think of anything that didn't work. I mean, they pushed the relationship between Becky and Seth so much, so it was kind of anticlimactic when Becky came in and kicked Lacey's ass, but I thought even that was pretty good. It, for what it was, yeah, I'll give you that. That was good. Uh, but you, I don't know if you noticed this, but the first thing I thought of when, when Lacey came down – uh, the ramp and she had that top on the ref top on yeah, yeah and 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 i was thinking they they threw a a, a you know a, a little foreshadow at us when she was taking on becky in the match because remember her trunks right they were they were ref trunks well they were kind of i thought they were like red stripes okay. so they looked to well me maybe more they've like, been a red stripe they looked a they lot were, more like the uh, harlem globetrotters okay uh, yeah, yeah but I, or but, what the university of indiana wears at warm-ups Oh, those ugly ass things! Yeah, that's what it reminded me. Yeah, but it was—I guess that was a little bit of foreshadowing. A little well, Easter egg. I, well, I mean, I guess it's, I, I thought yeah, yeah, they were red, but when she first ta- ta- took the um, thing off that little skirt thing, that's, I said they look like ref trunks or something. But then I, later, I did see that they were red, but it's still, you know, it's kind of weird. Now, have you gone and looked at any of the Crockett Cup, which they just added to the network this weekend? I have not. It's been kind of a oh. kind of a busy week. And I hadn't had a chance. It's quite good. I think you'll be very, very uh, happy with imagine. it. I can imagine. Yeah, it's there's and there's no commentary. There's no really there, no. It's just crowd noise. Because I and I, I I think that was because they were just that was really a uh, that that was like a VHS thing that they put together. And I can't remember. Somebody's going to have that original VHS, but they, there's no commentary. It's just the crowd. Well, noise. I thought, you know, I thought they would have somebody because it was I, I, that was a pay per view, right? No, it was. I don't it think was it not. was. I don't think they did do any closed circuit with that. I think it was okay. just they That's sold it. Why then? They sold it as a VHS tape, but I would have you know I would have thought there would have been commentary on it from back in the day, but there there's none on the network. But it's extremely yeah, entertaining, and it's got stuff on there that I I had forgotten about, and I mean it was like uh, Giant Baba and Tiger Mask are in there, and it, I mean there's some crazy shit in there. It's really cool. Yeah, that um, yeah, it sounds sounds good, man. I, I, I when you originally told me about it, I, I hadn't forgotten about it. It's like I said, I just hadn't had a chance to get around to getting to it, but I'm sure there's a lot of stuff on there I'd, I've completely forgotten about. It's pretty bananas. Uh, the stuff that I saw was really, really. I, I was like really happy about it too. Okay, well, cool. Um, so yeah, check out. You, got, you definitely have to check that out. I'm watching the uh, Lexi Kaufman special right now. Yeah, I was going to keep that on in the background, but I, like I said before we started up, I just thought it'd be too distracting. She's quite distracting. It goes through a number of um, her health challenges that she's had. Over the past years. So, yeah. Yeah. And this starts, uh, day one is, I guess, at WrestleMania in New Orleans. And then they kind of go forward from there. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Did the, um, I guess her, she's talking about, I, I, watching that little promo, they 
they put in during the stomping ground uh-huh. for it. Yeah, they. She said something about it. she was told that she shouldn't. She didn't belong there. And I'm I'm assuming uh, it, it's due to her size, her height, kind of thing, or or. I don't think it's her skill in wrestling. I mean, she's pretty decent and she's got some athletic moves. I don't know because she's an, uh, you know, an acrobat kind of thing more than a wrestler. I don't know if that was, they, I don't know. Wrestlers are intimidated, not really intimidated by, but are offended by somebody like that. trying to do wrestling. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just wondering, I I, want to see it to see what she meant by that. Well, I think that mean. I think a lot of that's got to do with the fact that she came from the bikini modeling world and stuff like that. So a lot of people felt like you know, she okay, was tough yeah, enough for this. Forgot about that. So yeah, I think there's, there's part of that. It's well, that's all I can, you know. She's the first one that's ever done that, so I, so I can see that you know why they would have such a beef with it. What the fuck, man. Yeah, you know what I mean. Let's look at all the bikini models before that. Have they not gotten over that yet? I guess, but you know, kind of, and this is interesting because she just got tattoo. They're showing her getting a tattoo, I guess, with her friend. And among some people who are Jewish, tattoos are considered verboten. Are you are you aware of this? No, I'm um, not. Because of, of course, the tattoos that were given to many Jews during World War II, it's become quite verboten for a lot of, particularly observant Jews, to get them. I gotcha. Okay. And there have been, like, I think there are some Jewish cemeteries where they will not bury anybody who has tattoos or anything like that. But she uh, she and her friend were getting tattoos, I think, to celebrate the anniversary of somebody being uh, cancer-free, something like that. Let me look at the uh, results here. What Do you remember specifically what those SmackDown ratings were? Were they under 2 million? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was definitely under 2 million. Ooh, that's not good. Yes. That, that, that was the major thing. And, yeah, we're in the summertime. But, honestly, I, I don't think they really had much competition going on. Yeah. I mean, tor- despite it being summer, I don't, you know, that's just a bad number. It's not good Bad number. Last night's episode of WWE SmackDown USA 1.27 rating, an all-time not uh, low non-holiday rating, and Dude, just about as low as the December 25th episode late last year, which was a 1.24. 1.2. That's Total, almost well, under That's the one. rating, but the actual the viewership was 1.859 million, down from 1.93 million last week. It is the sixth time in the last eight weeks SmackDown dipped below 2 million viewers. A year ago, SmackDown drew a 1.97 rating, a drop of over 35%. Ouch. A third. The male 18 to 34 demographic dropped to 0.34, the lowest demo rating ever for WWE, and a drop of 50%. from Raw the night before. Ah. One year ago, the same 18 to 34 demo was 0.96. That is a 65% drop. They are Hemorrhaging male eighteen to thirty-four viewers. That is massive. And of course, that was, I think, the again the median age of a WWE viewer at least on Monday night is around fifty-two to fifty-four years old. Okay, but you remember eighteen thirty-four? That was the lifeblood of this company during the Attitude Era. Yes, Um, absolutely. The Torch writes, "If we'll see next week, if this was an aberration or a sign of WWE further turning off the core audience, the Fox is counting on this fall. The ten-week rolling average, one point four five a year ago. That rolling average is one point seven. 
This is not part of an inevitable, consistent decline in cable viewership. In fact, the 10-week rolling average two years ago was 1.63. So last year, at this time, ratings were up compared to the year before. The average so far this year for SmackDown, 1.51. One year ago, the average 1.76. SmackDown was built around advertising Bailey on a moment of bliss and Xavier Woods versus Dolph Ziggler. They also added Seth Rollins and Kofi Kingston versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in a match announced during the program as the main event. This is the type of number that should grab the attention of the Fox executives. Yeah, it should. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, unless there's some weird clause in the contract or something, I, I can't imagine them not being concerned. They um, There's a good article on ESPN about the demise of the Alliance of American Football. Yes. And Vince McMahon does make an appearance in that. Because Charlie Ebersol does go to him to try to beg him to try to get in on that. Wow, and he does not. In order to save it, it's just been it's really just a, a comedy you, of errors. Did you catch any of those games by any chance? I ca- I caught none of them. Um, but I maybe caught like just a handful of plays. I don't even, I couldn't begin to tell you who it was I was watching, but. It, I don't know. I couldn't really make a call one way or the other, but I just – I don't know. For me, once once the Super Bowl's over, I'm kind of footballed out until August, so I, it didn't really hold my attention. I'm not a football head like a lot of people are, which is fine. If you, I'm not knocking it, but I'm I just – I'm not football, 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 365. So it just – I don't know. It, it, it might have been okay. I don't know. But I was just kind of giving it a look-see. It was, a, it was just a comedy of errors. They were unable to even get kind of off the ground as far as getting travel arrangements made for training camp. And it was just That's Bush League, man. Oh, it was disastrous. And the people he was trying to depend on to fund the league, there was just cash flow issue after cash flow issue. And then Bill Polian was thoroughly embarrassed by it. And then the Hurricanes guy got involved. And that became just a comedy of errors. And it, it was just from, from the rooter to the tutor, that thing was just cursed. It just like it was thrown together overnight. It seemed mm-hmm. like I don't know. I don't know how long it was really in the making, but it just seemed like it was thrown together, and they got this pretty decent TV deal. And you know, we're starting in three months or whatever. You know, that's what it seemed like. And, and it just, it just does didn't make seem you, like it was off to a bad start from there. It makes you wonder if you know Fox is going to try to tie in with the NFL with their stuff to try to promote WWE. If the NFL is going to be like, nah, I don't think so. Particularly since this guy. Vince McMahon has been a thorn in our side in the past. Uh, I don't think you're going to be using us to promote his bullshit. Well, so, maybe past is the past, and if you can't beat him, join him. Or the past maybe. ain't the past because there's going to be you know there's there's an actual league, football league that he's got coming up very very soon, right around the corner. They're not going head to head with the NFL though, are no, they? No, but he also it, it is a football league, and they've he's rubbed them the wrong way. Yeah, and obviously the stuff that we talked about before with. Stan Kroenke that's happened in the past. It's going right. to be just a lingering sore there. And I, I just don't know if the NFL is going to tell Fox, oh, yeah, that's fine. You can go ahead and just, yeah, cross-promote all you want to on our shit. No, I don't, I don't see it. Well, maybe they both just kind of hold their nose, talking about mm. McMahon and, and, and NFL, and no, because they both know that each uh, each can possibly help the other. The NFL can help WWE at this point more than vice versa. Yeah, but but I do. It, it wouldn't hurt them, 
So maybe they just hold their nose, run their little promos like they you know normally do, and that be that, and really no no other communications done between the two. I don't you see know? How, I don't see how WWE at all helps NFL. Uh, well, how, they can't. They got to cross paths somehow at some point, man. It's not their own Fox. It's not nineteen ninety eight. Well, but they don't. The NFL has enough stroke to where they can go. No, we don't want you to cross promote, and they do have adjacency stuff that they can approve or disapprove. Well, there's going to be just little little things that they're going to be able to do. In particular, you know, what will be extremely helpful is I, I don't know who has the Super Bowl next year, but the playoffs and stuff are going to be very huge. And if the NFL is like, I don't really think you guys need to be a part of all of that. And the NFL is very detailed when it comes to that stuff. If you think for a moment that they don't control any of that stuff and adjacent what happens and there's a lot of opportunities that could be there that the NFL can kibosh fairly quickly. Oh, I'm sure. I'm so, sure. It's going to be. I, just, I don't know. I just figured, you know, they, instead of making a stink about it, they would just, like I said, run the promos and let it be that. But you, you're probably right, though. I, I could see. I'm sure they got enough time to fill. It's not like they need to, to fill the space or anything. Well, if, if let's put it this way. If, if Vince McMahon was in charge of the National Football League and somebody else was trying to promote on his stuff, how do you think he would treat that? Do you think he would have a live and let live philosophy like, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead and just well, promote it. Just imagine. He's, the leverage is now all, I think, with the NFL. And the NFL oh, of course, yes. desperately. I mean, the Fox and – or what, they're not really Fox anymore. They're 21st. And they, they desperately need the NFL to kind of promote this product because – it's it's bad <laughs> right now. Things are terrible, and they paid a lot of money, and they really need somebody to show up and watch this show on Friday night. Um, and ah, uh, it's just U G L Y. You ain't got no alibi right now. It Man, is yeah. bad right now as far as that as far as those ratings go. So, what 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 do you think you may know what they could do to? off the top of your head to, to increase the ratings or is, do you think that it's kind of beyond repair almost at this point, as far as like timeline between now and time to hit the waves on Fox and throwing in the fact that AEW is starting up before that even. Oh, it's, I mean, on, on TNT that is, there was like a thing about Jim Cornette was telling this story about somebody saying, Hey, what can you do to help our business right now? And we need something right now. And he goes, I can't do anything right now. But if we start now, maybe in six months, we'll be able to show you something. I mean, that's how badly things are right now. That's how bad things are. Uh, oh, yeah. That it's yeah, not going to yeah. be like a quick fix at all. We are in almost July. Uh, sweeps will be coming up in November for these guys. Obviously, they've got that. So that's that's got to be the very first hurdle that they're going to be facing. And the, as far as promoting, they're going to have to spend a lot of money on an advertising campaign that's going to have to be on a lot of different platforms, I would say, in terms of uh, social media. I think that's got to be a huge focus for these guys. They can do traditional media and try to use whatever they can. But remember, the networks that they used to have that used to be Fox properties are no longer Fox properties like FX, for example. 
So they would have to pay money somehow to Disney or whomever or AT&T right. or whomever to go cross-platform on that stuff. So that's tough. So yeah, what yeah. they own now, they've still got FS1. They're going to try to do as much as they can with FS1. Um, but FS2 also, but is yes. that just mainly dedicated to like soccer and field hockey and all those kind of secondary type sports as far as you know FS1 still needs a lot of help promotionally as well it's not oh, like yes, a standalone thing in and of its own in and of itself but they'll try honestly to do- besides college basketball I don't I don't really watch them for anything um I think you know I think they have the daytime lineup that's pretty good but it's not as well known as all the the show the yell shows like uh, the Stephen A Smith show and right. pardon the interruption and all that stuff but I think I think the Cowherd show is pretty good and they've got the you know the Skip Bailey show is on before that but they you know how how well those and how naturally those come across do you think having um Paul Levesque on the Skip Bayless show is going to be pretty good? Or do you think after Colin Cowherd has been shitting on wrestling for 20 years that it's going to be super awesome to have Triple H on there? Maybe. I mean, I guess it couldn't hurt. Okay. And as far as putting people on and having that turn into new numbers for SmackDown, that's a real stretch, I think. I don't and know. It then you have, co- I mean, you got the college football package on Fox, and what do they do? Don't they do Pac-12 and all that stuff? I think so. Yeah, isn't that their, that, that like their big deal? So yeah, you they do cross- show a lot of man. man I think they, they seem like they show a lot of like Big Twelve games too. So that's going to be some. There'll be some promotion out of that, but that's you know. well. You know that couldn't hurt. That never hurts. I mean, it's, as far as you think the younger audience might be into college football more in, than the NFL, even. Potentially. I don't know, but there's that. that it's going to be a tough haul. I mean, it's it's a very they've kind of gotten themselves into a tough situation, right? Oh yeah, particularly. Oh yeah. I mean, I I I think the buyer's remorse was there from the very beginning. Really, I was honestly, dude, at the time, I and you know, obviously, I don't know what was said. I don't know what's in that contract or anything like that. But just off the cuff, just looking at face value of everything of everybody involved here. Both parties, I guess, Fox and WWE. At the state WWE was in when this Fox deal was made, I was raising my eyebrows at the fact that they made a deal. Because it's like, really? Did they not see this thing is on the verge of heading down the drain at this point? And I really can't remember exactly what was going on when things were signed and stuff or hands were shaking. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I, somebody convinced somebody is all I can remember. It's thinking, you know. Well, it was William wow. Morris or it was CAA. It was one of the big agencies, and they were able to convince Fox that this was something that was going to beat the DVR the way that only live sports has been. The only thing that's really beating the DVR, um, currently it's the news programs because a lot of people have to watch those in real time and live sports, and that's why the sports rise fees have just exploded. Everything else, anybody else will time shift. They'll watch it on Hulu or they'll watch it oh, on yeah. DVR or they'll watch it whenever. Now, granted, here's the thing. I'm not a big guy unless it's a big thing or something that majorly happens. Well, normally, I wouldn't even record it anyway, so it doesn't matter. But I, I normally don't record games mm-hmm. if I'm going to be away from a TV. I'll just watch the score or maybe even watch the game on my phone if I get a chance kind of thing. You know, it's, it's not that big of a deal. But wrestling, 
as close as it, you know, I try to relate it to sports as you can. I, I do record that and would watch it, but I would go back and watch it all the time. If I read up and see, you know, it's a kind of a boring sounding show, then I'm not going to go back and watch it. But if I see something pretty cool sounding happens or somebody that sounds like they had a good match, I'll go back and watch it if I didn't watch it live. But I, that's how I treat it different than live, than normal, I guess, sports as far as recording. I, I, I don't mind recording it, in other words. It's, I'm, I'm not going to, my feelings aren't going to be hurt. Um, but you know, he's, he's taken programming that would have been like must see real time programming. He's turned into something that is necessarily something you time shift. And how has he done that? He's hired a bunch of writers. What do shows that you time shift have writers? <laughs> there you go. What do shows that you don't time shift have not writers like, uh-huh. sport, like basketball, football, et cetera. Right. So he's added more more things that necessarily make it something that you would time shift and not. But I mean, watch do real you time. do you record like football games and stuff like that and no. go back and watch it? I know a few. I know very few people who do that, and they're kind of anal about it. But it's usually because they have to be out of the house working, or they're at some sort of event or something like that, and they don't want right. anybody to tell them the score or anything like that. And, they, and it's very annoying, and it's very it's just, hard. It's, it's too. It, it's to me, it's almost like fantasy leagues because it, oh, it's yeah. too stressful to try to do that or not do that not look at this as much as i'm on my phone so i just say screw it you know i'll just you know roll with the punches here and but like my brother-in-law they'll and my father-in-law a lot of times they'll record st louis cardinals games i mean but they're huge fans so you know i can i can i can dig that part but i just i don't know i don't there might be one or two carolina games if it's a carolina duke game i really want to watch or something you know that might be the only thing that even remotely comes to mind as far as games that I might record, but even that, most of the time I'm in front of the TV for a Carolina Duke game anyway, so that that would throw that right out the window. What were you seeing about the the actual live crowd tonight? Because I saw that they had a huge portion of that arena blocked off. Yeah, man, I did. I matter of fact, it seemed like I heard somebody was weight or or somebody I read or something. I, I don't remember, but that the ticket sales for this was really bad, mm-hmm. really bad. And, I mean, I think they went over the numbers even, but I, I can't re- recall exactly what it was. But now that you mention it, yes, I do. I did notice and I did hear that, so that makes sense, I guess. But, I mean, it was a hot crowd. I mean, for what, they, for what was there, they seemed to be, you know, popping when they were supposed to and, and booing when they were supposed to. So I'll give them some cred there. I think that was one of the positives is that it was – a crowd that made a lot more noise than um, it should have been for its size. And I did see right. they were offering people kind of moving them around. I didn't um, know much about the Tacoma crowd either. I didn't right. know what to really expect from them. Um, the pregame show was Drew Gulak beating Tony Nese and Akira Tozawa to won the Cruiserweight Championship. And I thought there was a really good reaction from Gulak afterwards. Yeah. He deserves it, man. He's been around. He's he's been around the block. He, matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was featured. The first time I seen saw him was in that very first, uh, whatever they call it, light heavyweight tournament mm-hmm. before 205 Live existed. Um, that little tournament they had, I remember him, and I was like, I didn't know where he came from or anything. I just remember his name and everything. So yeah, he's been around from the get go. But the breakout star of that tournament was Cedric Alexander. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Guy. Everybody loved him. I mean, he got the big hug from Triple H that time at NXT and or during that tournament, one or the other. You know, when he came out in front of the crowd and hugged him, and after that match he had, I forgot who it was with, but 
Yeah, man. Then then he came to the main roster. <laughs> then he died. <laughs> and he hasn't been seen since. Yep, he's lost. Milk Carton. Uh, Raw Women's Championship on the line. Becky Lynch defeating Lacey Evans to keep the title. Becky Lynch goes from the main event at WrestleMania to the curtain jerker at some stupid-ass pay-per-view, which has the worst name in history since Great Balls of Fire. Yeah. I'm still not keen on fast lane either, so throw that in the top three. <laughs> this is, I think Stomping Grounds is way worse than fast lane. Stomping even. Grounds is stupid grounds. Stupid <laughs> Stomping Grounds. It's just, blech. How do you account for Becky Lynch being in the curtain jerker for a pay-per-view which is considered really kind of a throwaway? Yeah, I'll, I'll just take it for what it is. Just get the crowd hot kind of thing you got to somebody's got to come out to get the crowd hot and that was probably to be honest probably the one to do it but this match i thought was exactly what it should have been i thought Lacey looked about as good as she could be and then uh, i don't think this necessarily hurt her and i thought becky lynch did a pretty good job in in this for a curtain jerker and, and the match worked for me yeah yeah i thought they were fine it pretty much went like i thought it might go for the most part and yeah, I was. It was a good match. I mean, I, I, for everything you can talk about negative stuff about Lacey, as far as shooting her up the ladder as fast as they did and that sort of thing, she's a really good. I mean, she she's really good on the mic for for being kind of a rookie, at least in WWE. I don't. I'm not sure. I really don't know much about. It. I know she was again one of those. Uh, people in, in one of the tournaments, one of the May Young tournaments, either the first one or the second one, maybe both. And that's remember I remember that's the first time I'd saw, seen her, but I didn't know where she'd come from or anything. I just remember them talking about her being in the Marines and that sort of thing. And then, you know, she disappeared and then she kind of came back and then they shot her right up like they did. But I think she's good for what it is. I'm just not sure what they're going to do with her now, you know? Uh, yeah, nobody really knows. And she, of course, played a part in the main event, which we'll get to. Have you seen the yeah. video that... Uh, WWE released on social media featuring Kayla Braxton and Billy Kay screaming a lot for about 60 seconds. No. It's very funny. She's <laughs> get her, get her! It's very, very funny. <laughs> it's been retweeted quite a bit. It's I had a lot of views. Do you like Billy Kay or not? I can't. I, I know you, you kind of have mixed feelings about her at one point. I think she's kind of starting to make a comeback uh, for me. Good, because I, yeah. like, I like her. Yeah, I think she's she's starting she's starting to grow on me a little bit. Because I thought, yeah, I thought immediately when they were in NXT and when they first came up, I thought she was going to be the obvious star of that tag team. But I think Peyton's been way better than her. But then I think because I kind of downgraded her, she's she's kind of coming back to me as a performer. I think so too. I I I, I just I did have my doubts about her at first, but. Because I thought Peyton, well, just because I, I just thought Peyton had a better entrance, if nothing else. But, um, I but I've, the more I watch them, I just I just think she she deserves more credit maybe than she might be getting. Yeah, I'm yeah I'm kind of I'm kind of sweetening up a little bit on her. I'm uh, desouring and sweetening. You desouring, good. Yeah. Caleb Braxton interviewed Paul Heyman as he walked out of Baron Corbin's locker room. Pra- uh, Braxton wondered if Heyman would be the special referee for later. Uh, Heyman, who is bordering on 375 pounds, pointed out that the WWE champion Kofi Kingston and Universal champion Seth Rollins are here as well. Heyman walked off. Corbin stepped out of his locker room. He announced that he had chosen a special referee and picked an unbiased referee that would call it down the middle. 
after he'll deal with Brock Lesnar. So Bill Alfonso, it sounds like, is going to be your special referee for the main event tonight. <laughs> yes. At Stomping Grounds. Yes. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defeated the New Day. Really, I thought a very good tag match. Uh, yeah, I, it was really good, I oh. thought. Uh, Zayn hit the hell of a kick, and Owens followed up with a pop-up powerbomb for a very close two-count. Big E speared Zayn through the ropes. Woods climbed out, but Owens tripped him up. Owens hit the stunner on Woods for the win. I do like the fact that he's still using the stunner. I think that's so funny. <laughs> and Yeah, uh, that is. I, I, I thought thought it was kind of weird. They, a little funny. Uh, they celebrated. Uh, yes, that championship, and I thought again. I thought that match was pretty much everything it needed to be in a real fun tag match. Yeah, I thought it was good. Everything about it, I didn't really have any gripes about it. it I enjoyed it. Uh, Nikki Cross approached Alexa Bliss in the back. Cross can't wait for the world to know the real Bailey, like they do. Bliss said, "It's them against Bailey and the world." Do you look forward to the Nikki Cross blow up and the eventual program that she's going to have? It seems like with. Alexa Bliss. Well, it's going to be SummerSlam. We know that, right? That seems to, like that seems yeah. like what it's headed for, and I think it's yeah. going to be a good breakup. Yeah, I'm not sure what exactly is going to happen, but something's going to something's going to happen. It's obviously, a, it's a good, but, but it's a, but I think it's setting up nicely. This is this is a storyline I can almost get behind. You know, it feels like it's at a good pace right now. Yeah, it's, yeah, they're not rushing it. Um. Lots to say about this one. Ricochet uh, over Samoa Joe to win the United States Championship. Mixed um, feelings. Mixed feelings. Well, I, I think they elevated the guy, and I think the crowd really uh, gave him a big salute for that one. I, Joe continues to kind of be diminished in his WWE run going back, oh, how many years has he been in? Has he been in the there for about three, four years now? Counting you know? NXT. Yeah. Yeah, yes, probably about three, maybe four years at the most, I would say. So Ricochet wins the match. He gets a big pop. And then they have the baby faces backstage celebrating. And it's exactly like Flair for the Gold, Starcade 83, in which such baby faces as Angelo, Mosca, and Italian Stallion raise yeah. Ric Flair over their shoulders at the Greensboro Coliseum, celebrating the Nature Boy's huge victory and his world championship over Harley race. It was exactly like that, except not mm. so much. Except it wasn't. Yeah. No, not at all. Uh, and it, now, are you also in all of the comments that are being made on social media about how Ricochet was not so interested in hanging out with the girls backstage and really was gravitating more toward the men? I ne- honestly, yeah. I never. It never crossed my mind. Did it cross your mind? Not Did so much. This? Again, not until I saw the bitchy mean girls of Twitter. And uh, apparently, uh, yeah, he's he's gay. I had no idea, but apparently that's the whole thing. Uh, the, ask Tessa Blanchard if he's gay. I don't All know. Right, and get seemed, back to me. It seems like they're trying to make like he's super gay because he didn't really want to rub his face in Charlotte Flair's fake tits or whatever. And he was much Come more intense. on. Now, here's, uh, uh, again... The, besides the uh, painful, hey, look at all the baby faces supporting this guy. The only thing that really, again, bothered me was, oh, wow, there's Triple H. I'm so happy he's finally getting some of that credit he gives himself so much credit for having. Well, you know, 
if he just put himself on camera once in a while and, and get God. him get his face out there, could it we might help. please get away from the narrative that this guy is the guy who's saving wrestling in the WWE universe right yeah, now? Yeah, we don't need to just I'm let him so, let him take his credit, but just you know, don't. I'm so don't get tired extra, of this. It's, say. it's so labored. It's so. Wow, it's the architect of NXT, and wow, he's the guy that's saving it right now. Oh, Vince is fucking everything up, and isn't Triple H the greatest thing in the world? Wow, it's just so great. And there he is once again, taking, even though he doesn't want to, he's trying so hard to be off camera, but oh, and there he is on camera. Somehow he's, he's there. It's so painful. It's so labored. It's so trite. It's Oh, it, it really is just the worst. But, dude, as far as WWE is concerned, he's the guy we kind of got to root for at this point. I don't. I just don't buy into this narrative among the smart fans that, oh, thank God for baby Jesus and Paul Levesque. They are the ones who are making the world spin and making it turn on its axis. I, I just, I have yeah, so I, much I'm trouble with, with that right now. I'm with you, but, but you got to give him credit, though. He is doing a pretty good job with the NXT situation I all think, the way around. I just think that the, the bar for him to clear is fairly low, and that is, guess who is less shitty than Vince McMahon? Oh, this guy. <laughs> Well, okay, I'll give you that, and I'll give you the fact that we haven't seen him actually put together Raw and SmackDown or have his hand in Raw and SmackDown like he's got it in in, in uh, NXT. Now, it's probably not a huge difference, but there is a difference, and you're not recording everything. It's all live. That's probably the main difference, I guess, major obvious difference but as far as nxt people are jacked up for that shit you know that and i i don't know exactly for whatever he does exactly hands-on i'll give him credit for and from what for what you're saying about him putting himself out there i'm definitely behind you on that just just like i said take your credit just stay out of the it's, to stay off my TV. It's not even like uh, him. Take. It's not even like you giving him the credit. It's him giving him the credit. Exactly. And That's I can't. I know. It's I know. just so. It's it's become. That's why like, it's hard to root for him. That's it, what I'm saying. There's there's like if you're if the attempt here is at some sort of humility, you've you've blown it. And he and the thing is, they always try to make it like, oh no, I don't want to take the credit. It's. All of these great wrestlers that I've, and it's all of, but somehow it always tends to come back to him getting the credit. It's so, it's bizarre. I know, man. And, and, and it, we probably wouldn't think like this if we hadn't bitched about him doing this shit in, in the past, you know, everything revolving around him kind of shit in the past when he was wrestling all the time before all the corporate shit took over. Now, he's, it's almost at this point, with all the, the terrible people that are surrounding World Wrestling Entertainment, that he's like the one good member of the Trump cabinet. Now, I can't think of who that person is in real life. Boy, boy, That's it's been whittled one. on down to not much there. I know it's 
not Mike Pompeo, and I know it's not Betsy DeVos, and I know it's oh, not God, Ben Carson, no. oh, and no. I know it's. <laughs> I can tell you, I can tell you all the people that it's not, <laughs> but I can't tell you like uh, like. Yeah, we can run down the list. It's easy. It's very, it's very difficult. <laughs> this between that empty cabinets spaces, you it's, know, it's tough. Positions. It's it's very difficult right now. It's it's definitely not uh, William Barr. It's definitely no. not. It's, I mean, it's like that Triple H is is whoever that person is. Whoever I'm the, trying to think of like a, like a movie or a TV show that's you know that's got like a group of people, but there's just one guy on there you you kind of got a root for, but you fucking hate him you know but you kind of got a roof for him because he's on the side you're wanting to win kind of thing i guess yeah but i, I I'm, oh i know here's one here's a per- oh my god i think i got one platoon uh-oh. remember uh what's it the, the 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 renegade dude that went out and shot what's his name yeah behringer yeah went out and shot him what was his name um oh man he was the the catcher in major league Yo, know, was that? Uh, I'll think about it. But anyway, I'm think uh, when I think of his name, you, you'll know it. But he the guy um, that shot Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, that's the one I'm oh, talking it's about. The, it's Dafoe. Oh, Dafoe's the guy. That's the one I'm talking about. Uh, Dafoe. Okay. All right. Didn't he go out and didn't he shoot Behringer when they went out when they were searching for that dude? Yeah, because he was yeah. And he said, "Yeah, I'll go out and find Behringer because they were like, you know, he hadn't come back yet, you know, looking for such and such." So he goes, "Yeah, I'll go find him." And then he smiles. I'll never forget. He looks over at Behringer and smiles at him, and Behringer smiles back at him, and he lifts that gun up and looks at him right down the damn pointer. And damn! But doesn't doesn't Defoe end up being the baby face of that movie? Uh, yeah. Until they, you know, they murder him. Yeah, until they <laughs> fucking put about a million bullets in him. And that that's like a dramatic scene when they're just all slow him. motion and shit. It's it's bizarre. I don't. I'm I'm just I'm so over this hero worship of Triple H. I'm really over it, and I'm really over of him. Like no, no, no. I don't want the spotlight, even as he sucks all the oxygen out of every room that he's ever in. <laughs> and the the other thing about it is when they did this the special on the Wet Network about his road to WrestleMania and all this shit, they were like. <sighs> Wow, it is so tough for him to switch gears. You know, he has to be a performer, but then he's like Mr. Corporate. He also has to go talk to the all the sponsors. So that's got to be like really hard for him, you know. Stressful like, shit right there, boy. Jesus boys. Christ. There's like, are you kidding me? Holy shit. There's a lot of people who have to wear a lot of different shirts. He's not the only one who does this shit, but they make it seem like, wow, it is really amazing. He's got these corporate duties, but he's also got to be this guy in front of the camera. Man, but he doesn't want to do it. It's so hard for him, but he somehow ends up doing it all the time. Is it? You say it's not like going on some documentary. They, they yeah. do that. It's okay. uh, Triple H's Road to WrestleMania. Okay, that's it. That's, I remember you just said it now. Yeah, yeah a, I don't know there, if I can watch that. There's a video you. that Dave Meltzer was pointing to over the past 48 hours or so, and it's a, another career retrospective on YouTube of the Nature Boy Ric Flair. And it's about an hour, a little bit more than an hour. And it's got some very good stuff in there. And maybe okay. some stuff that I think we already knew, but it's some very, very interesting stuff. Again, when Vince McMahon eventually dies, and he really will, there's going to be a, a mixed bag of how to judge this guy. 
And Rick goes through a lot of the holes that Vince McMahon pulled him out of as far as the money that was owed to the IRS and various stuff. And he talks about how uh, Vince called Wendy every day when he was in the hospital and they thought he was going to die and stuff like that. I think all of that's going to have to be mixed in with all of the bad stuff that we know, obviously, about Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yeah. And the exploitation of his wrestlers and the whole independent contractor thing and all of all of that stuff. Um, so it's it's very good as well. Well, I've never thought he was completely evil. No, there's a lot of stuff on the bad side of the ledger, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. There's a plenty of that stuff. But I think it also has to be balanced out with there was some, you know, there was some pretty good moments. And there was a lot of stuff that he did that he really didn't have to do. Um, and a lot of that stuff, that, that stuff doesn't get publicized as much. I'll say not as publicized as oh, yeah. just how difficult it is for Paul Levesque to be a corporate guy yeah. and a performer. Yeah. Oh my God. It is so hard for him. Well, you know, three cheers for Paul Levesque. You know? How does he do it? That's amazing shit that he's doing. It's so great. Hats Ugh. off to J. Paul Levesque. It's crazy, man. I, I just wish there was a camera around to capture it every fucking time. Oh, there is. That is amazing. That? There's a camera right here. Right here. Capturing like, how fucking great I that. am. I don't want that. Closer. Get get it focused in right. I don't want everybody to know how hard I work to keep this company afloat. Like I'm the only decent creative mind around here. That's remarkable. How did they happen to get that? You guys got a good mic level on me? Is that is that good? Is that fine? It's okay. Uh, and and I don't know if my suit's going to be really pressed all that well. It might be wrinkled as in front of the sponsors because I've got so much I've got. To do. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I coughed during your interview. Oh, I, hey, I'll be. Hey, can we do that takeover? That's not cool, okay? I don't fucking like the coughing, okay? Could you just, like, not cough? Sorry. And if you could not blink, I think that's just ridiculous. And the next time that happens, I'm not going to kill you, but I might kill you. Okay? I mean, I'm not... <laughs> See, I'm just kidding, except I'm not. Uh, SmackDown Tag Team Champions Daniel Bryan and Rowan defeated Heavy Machinery to keep the titles. I think you're right. I think this did a lot for Heavy Machinery. Yeah. I mean, they got nice, like I said, they got a nice little pop coming out initially anyway. I mean, I think the crowd was, was behind Brian, obviously, during the match more so. But the, I think they got a nice little round of applause heading At to the ring. At one point, the fans That's broke good. into a, the, a drive a Prius chant. I didn't get that. That's I, awesome, though. I, I missed that. Because the sexiest people on earth really drive a Prius. By the way, do you think the Lacey Sucks chant is a net win for Vincent Kennedy McMahon back in that opening match? Probably. That was a poll question we did have on Katie Vick is Alive, alive on our uh, Twitter uh, account, which is at Katie Vick Alive. Let me make sure if I can find that tweet and see how people voted on that one because I did make it into a poll question. And gosh, I had a lot of tweets, didn't I? I started out like a bat out of hell on this thing. All right. The question was, will Vince count the Lacey Sucks chant as a win? 60% of our respondents saying yes. That he would, in fact, call that, cause that as a win. God huh. damn it, we got her over. God damn it. Um, SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey defeated Alexa Bliss with Nikki Cross. Um, again, I thought this was a good match, and I think this was your booking on our most recent show. As you said, I don't think it hurts Alexa Bliss to lose, right? No, not at all. 
because especially now that we all it's obvious i i kind of thought this initially but it's kind of obvious now especially that that they're setting up her and nikki for SummerSlam. so i I don't think it hurt her one iota and if nothing else it probably helped bailey do you think that the 24 7 championship which has been so widely mocked is now getting over with some of the comedy that they're doing possibly I, i really don't haven't got a good grip on how people really think of, think about it outside our little channel of people, but I I, I don't know. It's it really hasn't changed either way for me. I don't know about you, but it, it's about the same. It, I just kind of wish it'd go away, but whatever. So the stuff with the with Drake Maverick's wedding, you didn't find that humorous? Really? No, you didn't find. Oh, that's funny. A lot of people thought that was uh, like pretty funny. I was. I don't know. It's just the twenty four seven belt itself. I just, I, I just have a hard time getting around that alone. It's and the it, whole thing is fairly Russo rific. There you go. It's pretty Russo no more. I have to say, and then uh, although I, I did not know Drake Maverick's fiance, girlfriend, wife, whatever. I didn't know she was that hot. That's pretty cool. She looked like uh, who? She looked like she looked like somebody. Well, she's actually a wrestler. And she has like her own wow. t-shirt shop at Pro Wrestling Tees, but I can't remember what her name was exactly. But I, fo- I just followed her on Twitter. Well, good for you. Uh, is she uh, is she like an independent? I guess so. Girl? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She's good. She's uh, not in NXT or anything, is she? Renee Michelle or something like that is her name. Okay. Yeah. Michelle. That name does sound a little familiar for whatever. She, reason. Yeah. She has her own uh, store at Pro Wrestling Tees. By the way. Thoughts and prayers to Colt, man. I guess that that leg injury is healing up pretty nicely, huh? How about that? Got a little hematoma action now. I wonder if he's going to blame that on Colt and try to sue him over that, or blame that on his friend Punk and try to sue him over that. Somehow connected, fuck yeah. up the punchline. I hope that he doesn't blame <laughs> Punk and then try to sue him over that. Edit that out. Thoughts and prayers. They did have that on, I think that was on one of the updates on uh, Melster's website. It was like, mm, okay. it's weak. Well, thanks for filling me in because, yeah. you, you know, I, I don't really keep up with the oh. Colt Cabana news. Oh, like, yeah, this is this is your headlines. This is your headquarters for uh, Colt Cabana news. <laughs> he's had to he's had to miss two weeks of of action, which I'm, I think would put a, a, that AIW, that uh, that wrestling company that he works for all the time in Cleveland, pretty much out of business because that's the only fucking place that'll book him all the time <laughs> and how geez, they probably how, just went on hiatus for a couple of weeks i hope so geez and i hope the roh commentary which we enjoy so much isn't affected by this well i think they you know they they're probably like nxt and and record things right after the uh, one right after the other so maybe it wasn't affected let's hope let's cross our fingers well maybe there's just like a colt cabana soundboard they can just kind of push buttons on and have his stupid inane commentary kind of pipe in they could do that. I would they hope could that, do that that would be possible. I would think so in today's IT age, yeah. I well, would think that would be sad. possible. I mean, I was listening. I, I did listen to some. He doesn't have anything to do on the podcast because he's not going anywhere. He can't do his stupid-ass fucking dumb-as-shit travel log. I hate that. Yeah, where he talks to people 30 minutes at a time and he tries to talk to How's Rocky. that going? How, how's that been? You been listening to that lately? How's, you know, been... he did have a tribute to that Lionheart guy and he did have something from the archives regarding that. So he, he glommed onto that uh, right. bandwagon pretty well. Good. But again, Good. It's you like... know, it's just um, the hematoma is really, it's making me super sad right now. Yeah. And that is a downer. Um, I, I, 
I don't know how this is going to affect his friend Matt Classic. I hope Matt Classic is still able to go out and make money and, and wrestle. I don't well, see again, how. Well, let's, again, let's hope and, and keep our fingers crossed for, for both of them. I, I'm, I really hope so. I really hope that Scott is able to come back to the independent circuit and entertain us. As uh, he all now, I don't know if the, does he still have whatever the NWA uh, shag carpet title or whatever it was that he he scored. You know, I, I honestly yeah. could not tell you. Is there some sort of thing that says if you have a bruise on your leg and you can't defend that title that you have to turn it over? Uh, I, I, it should be like everything else, but you never know. It could this be different. Should be a bruise clause in there. All of, again, all of this is making me very sad. It's very. You know, let's just change sad. the subject because I don't know. I don't. If I if I listen to it, I, I might start shedding tears too. I, you yeah, know, it's I've got a bruise and I'm holed up in my studio. I'm <clears throat> It's a really bad bruise and my leg hurts and I can't get booed. It's very sad. Yeah. There's a great Dude. documentary that they have that was on Showtime. And they just put it on their YouTube channel for free. It's at the Showtime Sports YouTube channel, and it's about Mauro Ronaldo. And it's and called, it's for free. It even is for free. Okay. Just like uh, Drake says, he shouldn't have to fuck for free. You can actually watch this fucking thing for free. Wow. Um, and it's called the Bipolar Rock and Roller. Okay. And it's about uh, Mauro Ronaldo's pretty much his life and his battle with uh, bipolar, and he's been. Um, you know, he's been hospitalized many, many times. Yeah. Uh, I did not realize that he dated uh, Natty Neidhart's sister. Did not know that. Jenny, uh, which he did, and she's very cute, and she's in this, and she talks about that. Um, but it's it's a really good documentary, and I would certainly recommend it, certainly uh, for anybody, but people, particularly if you've ever had someone in your life, a family member, or someone you've intimately been involved with who's um, have bipolar disorder, You'll be able to relate to it. Um, it's very instructive in that. And it just talks a lot about uh, how talented he is and the struggles that he's gone through and kind of the life they lived. It's really great. It's on the Showtime Sports YouTube channel. And yes, you can watch for free. For example, if you have a booze on your wag um, and you can't really go anywhere, you could watch that. And uh, it would be it'd be pretty good. Yeah. I got a bruise on my leg in my studio. This bruise is brought to you to let me go to digitalcold.com. I'm going to be in Edinburgh with a bruise on my leg. It's the French Fest in Edinburgh. He's going to be able to, to do that, I hope. This year. Yeah. How about, how about a hematoma uh, t-shirt? It's always going to work. You know, when he's, when he's in Edinburgh uh, for the French Fest... And they have these um, comics and stuff who are Scottish and British and stuff, and they make um, basic pop culture references about stuff that's going on in the news, and he's fucking clueless. Ah. It's fantastic. Where they ah. just throw that right by him. He's, hey, what are you talking about? I didn't know Trump was president. When did this happen? You know, it's like, they're like, well, yeah, it was a big thing I don't know if you that, that was that was smart booking what is that we're putting kids in cages when did that start happening it's like he just has no idea God. do some of those kids have things that are as bad as the bruise on my leg and yeah. so these are some of the things you can look forward to in his best of Edinburgh series Yay. coming soon 
as soon as the booze on his wag heals. Uh, Roman Reigns over Drew McIntyre. I think we've already talked about it. I did not like the Shane McMahon involvement, as usual. Well, kind of expected it, I guess. But no. I, I agree. I don't like it. Uh, nonetheless, I thought it was a good... Again, I think it's one of the best singles matches that I've seen Roman Reigns have. In my opinion. I think, you know, I think he's had some pretty decent matches since he's been back from the leukemia thing. Mm, yeah, I think he's. I think he's been. Overall. But I think he and, he and Drew. I think complement each other pretty well when they work together. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I think they're just perfect for each other as far as opponents. Well, because they're. But both, I still think they would make a badass tag team, though. Oh, that'd be that'd be an incredible tag team. That would be like a skyscrapers esque tag team. Yes. Yes. The new skyscrapers. Hi, I just booked it. Uh, Paulie, hello. Um, that would be pretty tremendous. Yeah. Uh, Kofi Kingston defeated Dolph Ziggler in a steel cage to keep the title. This one, to me, kind of gets lost in the shuffle in this pay-per-view. Did you think it kind of stood out or it kind of got buried? It didn't really stand out. Yeah. It, it, that, it, honestly, if I had to pick a match that... that it, it, it's not that I didn't like it, but if right. I had to rank them, that would probably be the last or maybe next to last. Just... I just think it went on a little bit too long. And I, did, uh, I thought the in-ring work was good. I just thought the heat and everything else in the storyline kind of lagged behind the rest of the stuff. Yeah, I, I'm with car. you. I'm with you. Uh, the finish was nice. The, the little acrobatic dive through the ropes, that was that was pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of because the, the match before, you've seen that huge seven-foot Samoan motherfucker you know, go through the ropes. So it was kind of like, oh, well, that was – it's hard yeah. to follow that, right? True. Uh, and then Seth Rollins defeats Baron Corbin with special guest referee Lacey Evans, who kept changing the rules. That was the story of this match: is that like there's no countouts because I'm not going to count out Baron Corbin. And then eventually there was no disqualifications, which allowed Becky Lynch to come out and beat the shit out of Lacey Evans. And they brought back the same referee, I guess, from Super Showdown. He comes in and he counts the pinfall. And then uh, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch are able to celebrate together, and they are really hitting this relationship between. Did you know the two of them are dating? Is that right? The two of them are, t- are dating. I had no idea. Yeah. Glad you told me that. Shit. God, they're hitting that so hard. And well, I, you I, know it's leading up to something. It's and leading up just, to, uh, I think. They don't, just, they don't just mention it for nothing. I think eventually, uh, again, in Russo-rific fashion, I think she starts, there's going to be hidden footage of her making out with Roman Reigns, and it causes a real problem between Roman Reigns and his pal, Seth Rollins. No. Uh, and then, yeah, yeah, that couldn't happen because that would yeah. be shitty booking, and that's not what the WWE is doing right now. Yes, so. I could completely discard that thought. So who knows? I, I don't know what they could be doing, but it's it's definitely it's leading to something. I just don't know what. Other, like I said, otherwise they just they they don't bring that shit well, don't up. Don't you remember they the, have some the use ba- for it? The 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 browsers footage of Enzo Amore making out with Lana and then, oh yeah that's what we're, I think that's what we're eventually headed toward I think it's going to be a hotel I, room no just no Roman Reigns making out with Becky Lynch and then oh it's going to be out of context no you didn't understand what I was doing and then like Seth Rollins and then that's they're the two of them fighting uh, I don't want where do you want to see that no I don't but we're in a Russo-rific hey. Wonderland in 2019. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Again, I'm not going to put it past them. As crazy as it may sound to somebody, but I, I, I just can't imagine. It's either that, or they somehow now insinuate that 
Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans are a couple. <laughs> they could make it that way. You know, that they have to do that somehow, and then Lacey Evans ended up giving birth to a hand or something. Oh, they would never do something like that. There's gotta be there's gotta be or there's gotta be some sort of bowel movement humor. God come on, let's work some shit into this. God damn it's gonna bring us back. God, Lacey Evans just took a shit. She took a shit. That's that's the road back. Well, I I don't know. It seems like I don't know. Do do you foresee any of this tonight? Any of the stuff going on tonight? Do do you see this being the the payoff for most of it, or do you see a lot of this hanging out till SummerSlam? Uh, do, do we hit the reset button tomorrow and Tuesday? Yeah, no, I th- again, going back to the Trump analogy, I don't think there's a plan. I think this is just, it's Band-Aid. Winging Band-Aid. It. Yeah, it's just, we got a Band-Aid on this, and we're going to put another Band-Aid on it, and then we'll put another Band-Aid on it. It's all hotshot booking and just trying to get your way out of a hole, and I don't think they've got. The stuff that's working right now, uh, until they kill Becky, you know, that's working. I think Seth is working. I think Kofi Kingston is working. I think for the most part, uh, the New Day stuff is pretty much still working. Everything else is kind of just a shit show. Uh, the Baron Corbin stuff, I think the Shane McMahon involvement is terrible right now. I think any McMahon family member that's involved in any way in Raw is not over and not working. Um, all all that stuff is just blech, dreadful, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I can tell you... I. I I think I know two matches. I can predict two matches for SummerSlam. Other than that, I, I don't know. I think you're you're saying the winging it kind of thing is uh, might be in play here. I don't know. It, it just seems that way to me. But we we talked about um, Alexa and Nikki Cross. I think that's setting up. That could be a win. And, and I think the other one that was kind of thrown out there. I, I don't know. I, I thought it was kind of obvious was uh, AJ and Ricochet. Everybody's kind of anticipating that one, and it's uh, it all makes sense because, uh, you know, sometimes bullets ricochet. Day. So that's, that's how that works. And uh, Do you think they're going to recruit him to come in and he turns them down kind of thing, or do you think they're going to just bully him kind of thing from now until then? Well, it's not a natural fit, I would think, with any of them. Um, so I'm interested to see how it's going to play out, but apparently it's going to play out on help me out. Is AJ Styles on raw or is he on SmackDown these days? I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say raw because I think he was one of the obvious ones we thought was going to actually make the switch because he kind of needed to. It's because AJ, uh, he, in the superstar shit down, he ends up going to raw, but now with a wild card element, this could play out on SmackDown. Yes. Now, and, and, and the again, other way... The, this we, is the U- U.S. champion, right? And so who's the Intercontinental champion? Uh, shit. I can't remember. I'm telling you, dude. Week There's to week, no I, to I forget one or the other or both. Well, who, that's, who's, uh, here's the... Rick, Ricochet could become Ricky Two Belts if he captures the 24-7 championship. Oh, God. I that want him cool. to be the Ricky... I want him to be Ricky Two Belts. Ricky Two Belts. Ricky... Because uh, he's Ricochet, I, I would call him Ricky because that's what us insider fans would call him. Ricky, yeah, like uh, they call Paul McCartney Macca. Yes, the, the yes. Insides. Now yeah. you're feeling me. Drake, you. is, Drake is Drizzy. Drizzy, yes. <laughs> 
Corbin had the early advantage, and the fans broke into a this is stupid chant, and Renee agreed with them. Hmm. The fans also broke into CM Punk and boring chants. Boy, CM Punk is just shitting all over the idea of him appearing at any AEW events, isn't he? Uh, I, I haven't seen. Has he been shitting on that? Yeah. He's really been trolling people with that stuff, which is fine. I'm, I kind of well. Like that, I mean, man. you don't. I mean, you can. You don't know. Uh, I get. I don't know. How do you? How do you take that? Um, kind of like the Jericho thing, where you don't really know how to take it. He's just kind of fucking with you, or or do you think he's serious? I feel like Phil's always pretty sincere with his stuff. I don't think he's going to come. I think he's done. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't be as disappointed. I guess if he didn't show up, I would be elated if he did. But I wouldn't, you know, be all bummed out if he didn't because I'm not really expecting it. But boys, cards sure falling right into it though. It seems like it. It seems like that's what's happening right now. But Hard. I did read something today. You may have seen this. Uh, that they're going to be focusing on the tag teams when they get the uh, TNT airwaves. More than the, uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but um, that doesn't sound like a good business model for me. I don't know. I, I love and I love tag team wrestling, but I'm right. not. I'm not representative of America. <laughs> oh, I know what you mean. I, I'm, I'm the same way. I think tag teams are great, and I think there's this is a good time because there's a lot of great tag teams out there, both in their promotion and also WWE. And matter of fact, I think there may be better, more really good tag teams in WWE right now than there are singles wrestlers. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? It's odd when you look at the NXT guys and everything else. Yeah. Oh, you definitely include them. Oh, my God, yeah. All those those four groups, those four tag teams that were in that um, four-way match for the right. tag team. Yeah, God, all four of those are just incredible. So, I, I don't know. I mean, there's been a lot of speculation. One of the things that this article about the AAF kind of taught me is that I just hope that Tony Khan doesn't turn out to be Charlie Ebersol. And I don't think they're going to have a cash flow problem per se, but you can just see how things are going as far as stacking wrestlers in there. It's going to create more demand for their services, which is necessarily going to drive up your cost. And it's driving up the cost right now, even for Vince. I did see one report from an unnamed WWE person. It's a superstar who's decided to resign. He says, I'm not going to do well in terms of booking and in terms of elevating me on any cards, but right now I'm just stacking some money for my family, and I would like to thank the cons for making my asking price that much more. Huh. That's that's what's happened so far. So I'm I'm very curious as to how all this is going to work out. They're going to need to make a very big splash with their television show, um, and right now, I think they will. I do. I, I right think now, the explode. WWE with their product is depressing the demand for wrestling on television among the populace. Among that, the populace that don't know among the everybody, difference. among among the the widespread uh, American populace, the people who like wrestling, don't like wrestling, don't care about wrestling, haven't watched wrestling. Some watch Total Divas, some watch Total Bellas, some don't even know anything about any of that stuff. And right now, some of those people kind of cruise through the channels on Monday night or on Tuesday night, and they are seeing an absolute shit show. And they're talking to some of their friends going, you still watch that? And they go, yeah, but it really sucks ass right now. I think (laughs) they are necessarily depressing 
the appetite for wrestling among the American populace, and that is hurting everybody in particular. That's but the, and, and you're probably right now, now that you're saying all this because that's what everybody's known for the past or well ever since WCW's been eaten up by them. Mm-hmm. There's been nobody else, so that's what every and when you say wrestling, everybody automatically thinks WWE. That's so, correct. Yeah. So if you and I and Conrad and anybody else can talk about, you know, it's a tremendous time to be. A, it is a great time to be a wrestling fan. But almost all the product that you want to watch is non-WWE product. And as much as you and I know how to go and sign up for New Japan World or we can go watch the Elite Series, a lot of people don't know. Or MLW. MLW, any of that stuff. There's a lot of people that know nothing about that. They have no idea and they are not going to go out of their way in the least to find any of that product. No. Now, if this thing is served up to them on TNT, which is a channel that they know on whatever night that it's going to debut on, we don't know what that's going to be. It might be Tuesday night. Okay, fine, whatever. But right now, this would be, in 2019, at this level, a pretty awful time to launch a new product in general. Probably. I'm just, telling, I'm just telling it like it is. And I want these guys to make it, and I like what they're doing. But as far as a time for you to come out and launch a new product, it's really a pretty not good time to do that. But it could be a good time to do that once things get going with them. People can see that, you know, wrestling's really not that bad after all. Let me check this out. You know, if they scan the TV and people can come across it that way. Word will get out. Believe me, man. Anything that any any event that sells out as fast as this motherfucker did yeah. all out and, and, and it's been that way for everything they've done for the since they've you know been a thing. Everything they did they've done has been sold out or just all the, the, the thing they've done on you know on, on YouTube or whatever with uh in, in Vegas or Jacksonville, wherever, you know, those live things they do on Facebook, the crowds there in, are crazy. So I, I'm expecting huge numbers when they first hit the airwaves. Now, whether they can maintain that or not, I don't know. I, I'm hoping they will. But I think word will get around fairly quickly to people that need to get the word, need that, you know, had the word get, gotten to them about it, who hadn't heard about it. Oh, I think they certainly have been doing a good job of setting up their social media, the channels, and all the YouTube and all that oh, stuff. Oh, they've been working it, man. That's that's going to be greatly to their advantage, but I just think Vince is doing them no favors whatsoever right now. Yeah. As far as that goes, yeah, you're right. You're right. But I, I, I'm hoping that people will kind of see the difference, but I just don't think, yeah, you're, I don't think that's going to happen. People don't know enough about it to feel the difference out and then most of those people might well i'll say most of them but a lot of them don't even know about AEW. i think a lot of wrestling fans do i don't know if you noticed tonight but when they showed uh, the the uh announced crew i think it was uh one of the smackdown the smackdown crew at one point behind them there was a clearly a guy with an elite shirt on the elite shirt i mean just right there boom i didn't see that it's funny and they didn't even try to block him out or anything uh, any other closing thoughts? Uh, no, sir. I, I think uh, I, I will close with the fact that I, I will give them a, a thumbs up on the pay-per-view itself. Uh, I went into it with low expectations, and 
you know, it was pretty good for what it was. And particularly considering how awful their creative has been. They did a good job, no doubt about it. Now, we'll probably both hate Raw and SmackDown tomorrow night, but I'll, <laughs> I'll you know, like the pay-per-view. Give it a shot. Uh, Bryant can be followed on Twitter and Instagram at Sports, B-R-Y Sports. I can be followed on Instagram, B-Dub4Reels, B-D-U-B, number four, R-E-E-L-Z. On Twitter, it's at Britt Whitmire, B-R-I-T-T-W-H-I-T-M-I-R-E. And the show can be followed on the aforementioned Twitter account at Katie Vick Alive. And you can shop at our Amazon store to support us, which is katievick.com. katievick.com. Until next time, fans, we'll see you ringside. Fans, that'll do it for this week. See you next week. And until then, so long for now.